वेलकम बैक टू लक्स इन साइडर विद मी योर होस्ट अनीता खत्री दिस इज आर लास्ट एपिसोड फॉर 2021. इफ यू हैव स्टेड विद मी ऑल थ्रू दिस सीजन आई वुड लाइक टू थैंक यू फ्रॉम द बॉटम ऑफ माई हार्ट यू ऑल हैव बीन द रीजन आई हैव बीन कमिंग बैक एवरी वीक टूडेज एपिसोड इज अ क्विक रिकैप ऑफ वॉट द ईयर टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी 2020 was a washout year even for the luxury industry. Brands were forced to halt manufacturing with negligible sales for 2 months across the globe. To add to this, disrupted supply chain and logistics, drop in sales, downsizing, company restructures, travel restrictions further affected the industry. As we moved into the festive season of 2020, many global markets were hopeful of the revenge shopping phenomenon touching their respective markets as it did in china india too was hopeful of the same and while sales did pick up during the 2020 festive season the adverse effects of the unpreparedness would still take time i'm sure you agree that the indian luxury industry then placed its hopes in 2021 in fact according to an article in moneycontrol.com the covid-19 pandemic did not have an adverse effect on the sale of luxury products in india yes you heard that right earlier in this year i was surprised to hear about people queuing outside the louis vuitton store post the second lockdown at the DLF Emporio Mall in New Delhi I was in disbelief until my business colleagues sent me a video of this site It seemed like luxury consumers bought products and services as if there was no tomorrow Even luxury auto brands like Maserati and Lamborghini saw an increase in their sales in 2021 with increasing demand for the car models from tier 1 and 2 cities At rupees 2.43 crores, the Maybach 600 GLS by Mercedes-Benz had 50 units pre-booked and sold even before the official launch. Looking at numbers, India's luxury goods market will be worth more than 64,000 crores in 2022 against 45,000 crores in 2021, according to Euromonitor International. However, It's only in 2023 that the market size will return to 2019 levels. No one is complaining, especially not with the return of customers. Brands focused on tapping the domestic or the local market consumer as international travel was restricted for the majority of the year. Localization is the name of the game. Renewed effort and attention was paid to personalized experiences for the customers. via digital messaging or video assisted calls it became imperative for brands to reach the wide indian base who could not visit the point of sale or any boutiques brands responded with strategies focused on e-commerce and products launched for the indian market bulgari launched their website to sell jewelry online across india but they made two interesting moves For the first was signing Priyanka Chopra Jonas as their global brand ambassador and the second the Bulgari Mangal Sutra safe to say 
the Bulgari Mangalsutra paved the way for Indian jewellery brands to redefine and reinterpret the traditional Mangalsutra for a modern, independent woman of today. It was a smart move indeed. Speaking of which, another jewellery and watch brand, Chopard, announced Deepika Padukone as one of their happy women in a list of seven happy women who embody the free spirit of their Happy Diamonds collection. While the list of brand and celebrity associations are long, let's also take a minute to look at some of the biggest brand collaborations this year. 2021 can be easily called the year of collaborations. Recently, Balenciaga and Gucci, both the brands owned by French luxury group Kering, collaborated to create the Hacker Project. Pieces emblazoned with the names of both brands instantly set social media on fire. One could not miss Beyonce sporting the striking Logomania blazer with a Gucci monogram layered underneath Balenciaga's graphic font on Instagram. Fashion designer Vera Wang co-created a limited-edition vodka in collaboration with Polish brand Chopin. Another luxury brand, Fendi, made noise with three successful collaborations this year. A collaboration with German luxury luggage brand Remova revealed an iconic luggage design that combines the best of fashion and travel. Now to the second collaboration. Does the word Fendis ring a bell? If your answer was a no, this word was a result of Fendi and Versace coming together. Fendi directors Kim Jones and Sylvia Venturini Fendi designed 25 Versace looks while Donatella Versace reciprocated with 25 Fendi ensemblers. Fendi's third collaboration was with Skimps by Kim Kardashian. The limited edition capsule was sold out the day of its launch. Speaking of sold-out items on the day of its launch, how many of you tried to get your hands on Sabya Saatchi with H&M collection? Everything was sold out within an hour of the collection going live. Circling back to brand-brand collaborations, you heard about Patek Philip and Tiffany launching the Nautilus Reference 5711 collection on Lux Insider. That was a watch and jewellery giant collaboration. Luxury car brand Rolls-Royce collaborated with another Swiss watchmaker, Bowe 1822, to create unique timepieces for his first boat tail coach-built commission. It came with a price tag of over rupees 200 crores. The pair of reversible tourbillon timepieces are each designed not only to be worn on the wrist, but can also be used as table clock, pendant or pocket timepiece or placed as the boat tails timepiece. Interesting, isn't it? This year saw many brands collaborating with brands. It forces me to think about what are the driving factors for brands to collaborate. Maybe. When two brands come together, their main objective is to offer unique and innovative products or experiences to customers, giving both brands a competitive advantage in the market, increase market share, and of course, 
enjoying higher return on investment and increased profits. I do not have a foolproof answer to this. But if you have thoughts on this, I'd love to hear them. You can write to me at anita.khatri at gmail.com or reach out to me via my social media handles linked in the show notes. Now, moving from collaborations to business deals. 2021 saw not one, but four Indian fashion brands sell their stakes to local conglomerates. The $8 billion Indian luxury market, largely dominated by domestic fashion designers with a few international players, is evolving and growing. The reason for this can be attributed to the Indian diaspora seeking out access to homegrown designers along with the growing middle class who are splashing out on bridal outfits. The flurry of acquisitions signals a stir in India's fashion investment scene with a new focus on homegrown Indian brands like Sabyasachi, Tarun Tehlani, Ritu Kumar and Manish Malhotra by the big Indian giants. Only very recently, Reliance Brands picked a 60% stake in designer Anamika Khanna, aka OK Brand. Reliance Brands and Aditya Birla Fashion are racing to snap up local designers to help them scale into international brands amid the global pivot to digital. Events and exhibitions made a comeback in the second half of this year, starting with the Cannes Film Festival. Wasn't model Bella Hadid looking stunning in a Scaparelli couture black gown paired with Chopin jewellery? Not to forget the fashion statements made by Kim Kardashian and Rihanna at the Met Gala. It sure got Balenciaga trending on social media. Having attended a watch exhibition after two years at the Dubai Watch Week, it made me realize the importance of physical events. After all, Virtual exhibitions do not always communicate the warmth of meeting people or the opportunity to experience the products. Having said that, this episode would be incomplete without a discussion on the top trends adopted and adapted by the luxury brands. If you have joined me in my previous episodes, I had mentioned sustainability is the current buzzword for the luxury industry. This trend is here to stay. Hermes partnered with California-based startup Microworks to develop a sustainable textile made from mushrooms. Another example is that of fashion brand Stella McCartney, which released their first ever prototype garments, a bustier top and trouser made from mycelium material. Mycelium here is the vegetative part of the mushroom fungus. The French luxury fashion house Kering and Maison Valentino have pledged to ban the use of fur in their collections. To know more about such initiatives undertaken by the brands, you can listen to our episode on sustainability on Lux Insider. The second buzzword of 2021, NFTs. While brands have speeded and adopted digitalization here in India, internationally, Luxury brands have moved a few steps ahead. NFTs ruled the rules this year. What are NFTs? An acronym for non-fungible tokens, they are a cryptographic asset created through blockchain technology. It allows for the exchange of value through a medium that cannot be replicated. 
the birth of NFTs proved to be fashion's only hope of getting back on the fast-paced tech train, as it missed its opportunity with e-commerce. When e-commerce first arrived on the scene, many brands were uninterested in moving forward with the new platform at that time. The fashion business approach to tech has since evolved. Brands under the LVMH group were one of the first to use NFTs to determine the authenticity of the products. Gucci introduced product offerings such as one-of-a-kind sneakers as an NFT. NFTs are also used as tokens to connect with customers in a unique way, tell their story and reflect their values. NFTs make it possible for luxury brands to create priceless, irreplicable experiences for customers which in turn improve brand awareness, engagement and boost sales. Another interesting trend was luxury brands tapping the gaming industry. It was all about creating awareness and engagement with millennials and Gen Zs. Gucci, Balenciaga and Louis Vuitton were at the forefront to tap the world of gaming. Gucci made headlines by selling a digital version of the Gucci's Dionysus bag with B at an astonishing $4,000, outshining the value of the tangible version of the bag. The brand collaborated with Roblox, an online gaming platform for this experience. The result was a Gucci garden exhibition where consumers had their avatars try on various branded items and make purchases. The digital Gucci bag initially was retailed for rupees 382, but due to high demand and limited time, the price was hiked and sold for over rupees 3 lakhs. Where luxury brands tapped the gaming industry, the watch industry launched special collections commemorating comics and cartoons. I'm talking about Odma Piggy and Marvel. I'm sure you heard about the Black Panther editions launched by them, limited to 250 pieces only. Breitling launched its Endurance Pro Iron Man limited edition. Bollywood actor Ranveer Singh's favorite watch brand, Frank Muller, launched a limited edition of its Crazy Ass collection with the cartoon character Snoopy on its dial. While we are on the topic of watches, we noticed another interesting trend of pre-owned watches. I caught up with Patrick Hoffman, Executive Vice President of Watchbox, who explained how the pre-owned luxury watch market works. The car, the car business is the best um, example. The car business understood already 30, 40, 40 years ago that the support, the underpinning value of the second-hand car business helped the value of the primary car business, of the new business. What didn't exist until about three, four years ago is, is it was an, an, a, a very open, transparent, a secondary business in the watches, which means if you have a nice car, let's say it's a Porsche, and you want to trade into to a Mercedes, you go to the Mercedes dealer, you offer your Porsche, and the Mercedes dealer will take your Porsche. He will give you a fair price, no hassle, and he will sell you a new car. 
in the watch business that didn't exist until about three, four years ago. But that was a need of the customer. The customer might have a nice Batek Philippe or a nice FP Jaune, and he's maybe looking for a Lange, and he would like to trade his old FP Jaune or Batek Philippe into a Lange. And with Watchbox, the end consumer can do that. It is estimated today that an amount of about 5 billion US dollars of watches is lying in drawers. And with Watchbox, people can monetize what they have. They can come to Watchbox and say, look, I have this nice collection, I have this model, I have that model, which I didn't wear in five years. Are you interested to buy it? And we buy these watches as secondhand. We are refitting those watches, make them like new, give a two-year warranty and sell it to somebody else. Which means end consumers can come to Watchbox and they can find basically anything. But if a watch connoisseur goes into a monobrand boutique of a brand, he will only find what is new and what is available in that store. In our case, we have limited editions which have been sold out for years, but we have them because they're available in the second-hand business. There are certain brands which are very successful where you cannot find any watches in the boutiques because they are so rare. In our case, you can find them at Watchbox at the value which is the market value today. In India, the pre-owned luxury watch space is a niche within a niche in the 6,000 crore Indian watch market. According to industry insiders, offerings such as Second Time Zone, It's My Time and others are creating an environment for watches to be treated as an asset. The pre-owned luxury market is not just restricted to watches only, but the market for pre-owned chic bags and clothes has surged over the last three years driven by the younger, more environmentally conscious shoppers looking for affordable high-end goods. Brands under Prada and Kering have made investments in leading platforms for second-hand luxury like Vestier Collective, The Real Real and others. While there were highs, there were lows too. The fashion industry mourned the loss of Virgil Abloh and Albert Albaz. It is an industry loss. However, their creations will live on. Also, fashion couture brand Ralph and Russo, watch brand HYT, jewellery and watch brand The Grisigono filed for bankruptcy. And that was 2021. Sustainability, NFTs, collaborations and avenues into the gaming world that sums up the year that was 2021. 2022 seems to be a promising year for the luxury industry. I cannot wait to see and experience what 2022 has in store for us. With that, it's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you for listening and wish you all a very happy new year. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then, I'm your host Anita Khatri. And of course, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already.